Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Beloved podcast, we meet Sharice Shy Holmes. Now, Sharice is a speaker, coach, and entrepreneur, and she's known for her ability to shift women from confused to clarity in just one conversation. She empowers women with practical strategies that generates results. With a formal education in business, taxes, and auditing, Sharice uses a no-fluff approach to formulating ideas, developing an action plan, and creating solutions for her life and for her life and business coaching clients. She defines herself as the business doula. I love that. That helps <laughs> ambitious, spiritual-minded women monetize their purpose, navigate subtle business development, and break their financial glass ceilings. She's the founder of Influential Business Women whose mission is to foster a rich growth and support community for women to achieve their life and business goals through workshops, women's circles, courses, and coaching. She's here to share her story and give our listeners just a few tips on how they can get on the path to becoming a more influential businesswoman. So let's welcome Sharice to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hey, Sharice. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for the invite and the, the wonderful introduction as well. I'm excited to be here and to share some tips with your audience. I am so excited you're here to see. We were chatting before the show started and I forgot. I was like, I don't need to start a show because we have some <laughs> right? already. <laughs> but I, I am glad that you're, you're on the, I'm honored that you're on the show today and want to know more about your journey, your, your story. I mean, you're this amazing yeah. woman. You're doing great things, but I'm sure life wasn't always just peaches and cream, right? Exactly. <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> oh, so my story, it's, it kind of is one of those. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen. So my story actually is kind of like reminds me of the meme where um, the graphic where it's like, here's the straight line to success, right? <laughs> and then they have like, but this is how it actually looks like. And the line goes down and up and sideways and then like backwards a little bit and up again. Like That's pretty much what my story looks like. So I have been through quite a few things, but have really taken the time to hone my experiences into the moments of wisdom that I needed to propel to the next level. So for me, it was really just kind of like going through the whole divorce process and then having to basically relearn my own fabric and identity of who I was. Cause often you kind of have merged who you are with another person, or even depending on how young you've gotten married, you know, the identity that your family has passed down to you. And so now I was kind of like coming out of my shell and realizing that life is not peaches and cream and you can have, and I'm sure a lot of women can, can uh, agree that they have this like checklist, right? So I want to be married by this age. I want to finish my master's degree by this age. I want to have my business running. I want to have kids, but like I had that whole thing. And I thought that, you know, if you write it, it's real, right? right <laughs> you write right. it down, like you're going to make it happen. But mm -hmm. literally that entire plan got blown to smithereens. Oh no. And I found myself like just 
you know, starting from the beginning of like, okay, well, who are you now? Like, who are you and who do you want to become? And so that took a long journey of discovery for me where I realized, you know, okay, I spent a lot of time out of fear, you know, especially uh, like my earlier, like just going through college, I spent a lot of time being concerned about what other people thought and what other people expected of me. And I tried to focus on making all those people happy, right? So some of us go, grow up in that people-pleasing stage. And it was just like, it was too heavy. You know, the burden was too heavy. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to please everybody. So I have to be able to just figure out what I want. Cause you know, at the end of the day, somebody's not going to like what I'm doing. And I just can't, I can't <laughs> just get, right, right. you know, for them. So I use that time to be able to determine, you know, what is it that Sharice actually wants? And I realized that like I, my degree, even though I am happy and proud that I have my degree in accounting and, you know, I have my master's in business and stuff. I actually chose that because I was afraid to start my own business. So I ended up in like what I call like a shadow career. Hmm. So I was in accounting, right? And I got as close to other people's businesses as I possibly could without having to take on the risk. And that's what, you know, I feel like is a shadow career where you are not being the entrepreneur. For me, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that for like a young age, but I was so afraid of the risk. I just wanted to take the safe route and just help other people grow their businesses, you know? And so I did that for a very long time, even moving from uh, accounting to auditing to taxation. You know, I've seen businesses go under. I know why they fail. I know why they succeed. But then I had to get to a point like, okay, well, that's not going to be your path forever. Like you need to start getting into business. And so finally, I kind of like got out of that and started working on, I mean, most of us are serial entrepreneurs saying like, we're trying this, we're trying that, we're trying this. So my very first one was a tutoring company that actually did pretty well um, while I was Mm -hmm. living in California. Mm -hmm. But then I told you earlier um, in the discussion that my grandfather um, wasn't doing too well. So I ended up moving back to Chicago. So I had to come up with something completely different and kind of like let that business go. And so through that, I was able to find my journey into Amazon and doing like, you know, FBA and being able to purchase like thousands of products and sell them online, which did extremely well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're an inspiring speaker who wants to get paid to share your message with the world, then you want to be sure to attend the Sticker Shock Speaking Academy hosted on March the 11th through the 13th in San Antonio, Texas. For more information, contact me at Love at bcnbeloved.com. Now back to this amazing interview. But then I had the epiphany, like I was just doing it for the money and that's not going to work, right? I was, now that business like was doing very well. I was hitting five figures on there and I didn't think it was possible, but I did really well. But then I just kind of like lost my, my drive and creative ability to come up with products. And so I was like, okay, back to the drawing board, you know, what is it that you really want to do? And so that's how I've ended up in this space of becoming the business doula and understanding like I love talking about business and I actually do love helping other people grow their businesses. And so I focus very much so on those types of classes, you know, learn, teaching people how to launch, um, teaching them how to have super sales conversations um, for those that are interested in like coaching and training and being a strategist. I have a whole program separately for that. So my mission is to help at least 100 women of color have six-figure businesses. That's my goal. And so that's where I just realized, you know, 
this is my my space. This is my mm-hmm. place. This is my jam. And at the time before that, I was actually a life coach, but I realized all of my clients wanted me to help them with their business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just kind of need to lean in. I was being gotcha. re- very resistant because I was like, no accounting, tax, all that stuff. That's my shadow career. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> you know. But it was like, what if you what if this is your gift? Just merge it. Merge it with right, what you're doing right. right now. And you can be way more successful. And it, once I did that and like figured out what I was truly capable of, those 10K months came like that. I mean, it was like a matter of months when I really found my sweet spot. Wow. I, I love it. And thank you for sharing that. I want to get back to um, your divorce. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, when all of this kind of everything just fell apart, how did you find yourself again? I mean, what were you thinking during that time? Were you just really starting from scratch again? Was it a surprise? <laughs> were you, did you think it was coming? Were you planning for it? I mean, how did that change Sharice? And how did Sharice oh, yeah. during so- that? I'm sure it's traumatic for so many people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would say it changed two ways. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say it in two ways, the way I was able to find myself was therapy. Number one. Oh, okay. So you got help. Uh Oh, for sure. There's no, okay. I I always say this, if you're going through the grief process, I mean, and, and honestly being divorced is like going through grief process when you except obviously this person is still alive but you're grieving the life you've created and the plans that you've made and everything that you've invested in the relationship but I always say like if you're going through grief you know loss death um divorce things like that you always need a professional to kind of like step in and kind of help you sort your emotional and mental baggage because we're not always equipped to handle those types of things and it can be very overwhelming I know So, so many women who do who go through that by themselves and I didn't know that there was even an option to get therapy but that's right mm-hmm, you're right mm-hmm. you need help yeah guide you through that so great job on that that you were able to uh, seek counsel seek counsel mm-hmm. and it, I'm sure it helps you bounce back a lot faster than if you didn't I I don't know it felt like a dark space for a very long time <laughs> I'm just right, gonna right. be honest but right. I was happy that I had a therapist there and I think especially in certain communities and cultures even the idea that you need a therapist sometimes is taboo. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. being able to normalize that and have the courage to just step out and say like, I need help makes a huge difference in your process. So I would definitely say like, don't be ashamed to say you need help. You know, okay. if you need to reach out and ask someone, like it, it was one of the best decisions that I made in my life, especially at that specific time. Um, the second thing I honestly is just God, like just being able to, understand that my purpose and identity doesn't come from my husband or my Mm. family or what other people think about me but before I was anybody's wife daughter sister uh teacher instructor I belong to God you know and he has he's the one who crafted my identity and purpose from the beginning you know and so I ended up going back like, okay, God, what was the plan? What was the original plan? Because the plan that I made sucked. <laughs> you know? like, right, right. You know, and so it was just like learning to give myself grace and let go of perfectionism because I strive to be perfect, like, oh. like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then that would bring that. a lot of turmoil. I used to be like that too. I mean, I, everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be, you know, I mean, things have to be right now. I mean, I like things to be nice. Right. Excellence is still the yeah, yeah, standard. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But 
when you take it to the next level and you're like stressed out and anxiety and you're tensed up and you know, that causes health issues. Yes, it did for me. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was like in and out of the hospital, double ear infections, walking pneumonia twice in one year, severe asthma problems. Girl was all the way in the craziness. People don't realize that. (laughs) Give yourself grace. I love that. And that's one thing I've been sharing with a lot of business owners recently to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Do the best you can, of course, reach for the stars, but, right. but also take care of yourself. Exactly. That's the most important. Yeah. You can't take, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't take, you can't take care of anyone else. Right. Cause health is wealth. I mean, you're not going to reach those business goals or even life goals. If you are struggling to manage your health, because uh, for me, a lot of it, it was just my mind, you know, trying to hold up all the pieces at the same time. And I didn't ask for help. I didn't think I could ask for help. It was just, mm-hmm. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mintwave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcnbeloved.com forward slash contact. Only ones going through these things, these challenges Mm -hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And that's not so, that's not exactly. realistic. Yeah. So exactly. it's good to have these conversations to understand that, Hey, someone else was kind of going through that. Yeah. Too. Going through the mm-hmm. same thing that I went through as well. Mm-hmm. They came out of it. They're now a success. You know, everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Do that. So you stopped, you stopped yourself and you said, who am I? Who do I want to become? A lot mm-hmm. of people don't take that time to just stop. Okay. Stop. All the things you're you're working on, your business, your your company, your family, all that, and just take a minute and stop. Yes, exactly. You gotta breathe because if not, you know, one of my greatest fears was like I didn't want to roll from one re- relationship to the next. I didn't want to roll from. I mean, as much as like when you're going through the divorce, you we point fingers, right? It's always the other person. But I was like, you gotta take responsibility, ma'am. You you created this too, you know? And I think, excuse me. And I think that having that moment to just like pause and breathe and be like, okay, it's all blown up now. So it's only up from here. Like I can create what I want at this point because all the illusion, all the perfection, everything you tried to create is destroyed. So, I mean, what are people going to (laughs) say if I go a different direction now? And honestly, I just thought it was like the best time to start over to rebuild And I think that I've seen a lot of women go from like heartache and trauma and like horrible situations, but never have that moment to breathe and and analyze Mm. and and metabolize what you just went through before you go into the next season. Because the thing is, we always think like, oh my gosh, this ended horribly. It didn't end horribly. It started badly. So it ended badly, you know? Mm. And if you see those red flags, like I carried the same trauma, the same the uh, limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging thoughts, resistance, and all this stuff into the next relationship or into the next job or with the next employer. Like, so at some point you have to realize the common denominator and all of this is me. So same I need to, it doesn't end badly. It starts badly. And so I was like, I will not be starting, you know, this next phase of my life repeating these same patterns so that's really the purpose of like taking the pause and just breathing and, and and metabolizing what just happened and evaluating that so that I don't repeat it in the future 
No, that is so important. I'm, I know for, I know it's true for my clients, but I'm sure it's true for your business as well. That the first thing they have to start with before they can start anything else is work on themselves. Mm-hmm. The mindset, the body, get your environment, all of that needs to be structured and, and straightened put together before you can go to the next level. You can't bring that crap that you had at your old job, old business, old life. Mm-hmm. And expect to continue to move forward. Oh, you know, I just got this coach and she's going to help me move forward. No, <laughs> you got to clean that stuff up first. Exactly. <laughs> and get yourself together. Mm-hmm. And then my business, move forward in a new life. Right. And my business grows in direct correlation with my personal growth. I've, I didn't know that when I first started. But I realized, like, looking back on my journey, the more I invested in myself personally and healing and transforming my thoughts and old beliefs and patterns and breaking those things, then I saw, like, it was, you know, your your personal life, but also your business, they're mirrors. They're reflecting back and forth on each other. So I started to realize that I actually had really bad boundary issues when I was letting my clients call me all hours of the night and day and emailing me and messaging me. And I felt like I had to respond, you know, and then I was like, actually, Sharice, your business is mirroring a boundary issue that you Mm -hmm. actually have in your personal life. So you have to look at that, you know, what's going on in my business that isn't going right. It's probably also in my personal life and vice versa. I remember when I first started, um, I had a marketing company, say 11 years ago now. And this client, oh my, she got my parents' phone number. She was calling my parents all oh hours of the night. She wanted, she wanted her business card, which is on paper stock, uh-huh. to match the exact color that's on a website, which is, you know, digital background. Yeah. To also match a folder that was a different paper stock. She wanted everything to match exactly. Oh, wow. She was struggling with perfectionism. (laughs) Yes, she was. Even though the the color code was the same, it matched the same. She wanted, if there was a difference in her business card to her website color. Wow. And she called all night long. And I didn't know how to set boundaries at that time. I didn't know. Now there is no way in the world she would call my house phone or any client would call my house phone, call my parents and harass them. I I mean, who does that? But yes, it was awful. It was a nightmare. It was, Oh my goodness. But that's right. I wasn't in a position that I am now, but Mm -hmm. through years of personal development Mm -hmm. and growth Mm -hmm. and knowing my worth and value, I've set those boundaries in place. So now I can live more, you know, relaxed and, and also, provide success for me and my own my my um my clients without having those demands but I mean that's extra stress we're, we're getting rid of stress in the year 2022 extra right very stress and we're setting boundaries right yeah that's <laughs> I've literally never heard that before oh, wow yeah. she was calling your parents call my parents <laughs> I walk downstairs my parents know the whole conversation the whole situation of my business and yeah, it was, it was, oh it was, God. it was special. It was a special moment. But now what, you would know better. You would fire her before you even got that far. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Now I know what to look for in a client and what not to look for in a client and who to take on and who not to take on from the onset. And there's been many clients yeah. that say, no, I don't think we're a good fit. Yeah. But that was out of desperation, you know? Desperation yeah. I was just going to say that. Start and I just moved to Houston and starting from the bottom up and I needed clients and it was in total wrong mindset. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, start, start with that, um, with your, your, your boundaries, your, your, and find out what your goals are. What, yeah. what, what do you want to accomplish and achieve? Now I love this name and I've never heard it before. Business doula. Where did the business doula come from? Where, where did you find that name? Cause I, I it's unique. And yeah. it works. It works. Thank you. Honestly, that was a moment with God also. Um, so before when I was like being a life coach, I was called the resilient me and I'm going to give you guys a real life story. So I was the resilient me and I was leaning deep into business and I was like, okay, I need to change my name because it doesn't exactly line up with the business version, you know, of what I'm offering. And so I remember when I was calling myself the resilient me and I was leaning into business, I remember being in prayer one day and that's, I asked Lord, like, okay, what is this? Like, you know, I'm trying to do life coaching and all everybody that that's come to me wants me to help them with their business. Like, what, what is this? What am I supposed to be? And I literally got the words, like, you are the business doula. You're going to help women birth their businesses, right? That's what I got. But I was scared. That sounded like a very, very large claim. And mm-hmm. so imposter syndrome comes in. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to call myself that. And so I was calling myself the resilient me. And then, and then I would introduce myself. I would say like, you know, I'm founder of the resilient me and I am the business doula. I help you birth your business. Like I, that's how it, that's right. Yeah, that's how I was doing it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want to change my name. Mm -hmm. And so it was really funny. Everyone was like, when I would talk to them, they would never say like, oh yes, you are the resilient me. Everybody would be like, you know what? You are a business doula, girl. You just helped me birth these ideas, you know? And everybody kept saying that, but I was still scared to like, Mm. Put on the title. This is what got me. So I was still being like resistant to changing my name because I was so scared. And I decided, okay, I'm going to change my name to the resilient CEO because that makes sense. And I, I can kind of keep the old name and like people will still recognize me as who I'm trying to, you know, justify the whole thing. So apparently there was another lady who was using the name the resilient CEO, but she was using it in a podcast format. And so she reached out to me and was like, basically sending me cease and desist (laughs) and stop using her name. And I mean, if you don't stop, I'm going to take you to court and, you know, the whole nine. And I was like, God, what is going on here? Like, (laughs) you know, panicking. And the Lord was like, I told you to use the business doula. You have a unique name. You're just afraid to use it. Now you're forced to use it. Now you're forced to use it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happened. I just, I was like, screw it. I got to do it. The well, business that is you. Is. That, that's you. I see it. It, it like Thank you. exudes you. Yeah. <laughs> so it works. It works. Well, Sharice, can you give our listeners three tips? I know you've given so much value, but give our <laughs> listeners three tips on how they can become more influential businesswomen. So this is one thing I think I didn't start with. Um, in the beginning of my business, mm-hmm. and it was just creating income goals. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that is extremely important. Sometimes, like you were saying, when you first got started and you knew, and you're kind of like in this desperate space, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get clients, it's like, I'll make whatever happens this month, I'll make whoever comes or whoever signs up. But I think if you take responsibility, and if you take charge, and you say like, this is my income goal, or I want five new clients this month. That's a whole different perspective. So this is actually going to be a little bit longer than three tips, but I'm going to try and give it to you. Okay. You're fine. So (laughs) in setting your income goal, the formula that I like to use is called G plus G plus G plus R. So three G's and one R. Mm -hmm. So R, which is the easiest one, 
is your responsibility. So this is your income goal. I, because I love accounting, you know, I got to have a formula, you know. <laughs> so your R is your responsibility. That's just your normal monthly expenses, right? Okay. What do you have to pay, you know, your normal bills, whether you're splitting them with your spouse or whatever you have to cover. That's your personal business, um, personal expenses, not your business. Gotcha. So then you have your, your next one, which is your grow. So that's going to be like, what do you want to spend on your business? That's going to help you grow. So is there a coach that you want to hire? Is there a new program that you want to purchase? Do you want to hire a VA? Do you need to hire a new employee? Something of that nature, right? That's your grow for your business. Okay. The next G is your gain. So your gain is going to be specifically focusing on what do you want to gain for yourself? Mm. Like, irrespective of your family, of your business, like specifically for you. And usually with my, when I'm talking with my clients, this is where they struggle the most because they don't think about including themselves in their monthly income goals. So if it's like a spa day or, you know, I want to get this, I don't know, latest bag. I mean, just whatever. Or I want to buy myself a new bracelet. I want the Apple watch or whatever it is, like focus on something that you want for yourself. Okay. You got to include yourself into the equation. And then the last one is what do you want to give? So this is like, okay, if I have something like maybe I want to throw a party for my um, spouse in like three weeks or or a month or whatever, uh, I'll include that in there. Or maybe I want to surprise my mom and send her on vacation for her birthday. Or um, maybe I want to surprise my friend and like, let's do a girl's day together or something like that. So what do you want to give? And of course, like, oh, okay, maybe I want to donate, you know, maybe I want to give money to a specific organization uh, that I really connect with. So that helps you come up with your income goal. That isn't just like some number you just pulled out randomly because you see everybody else is making 10K. So my monthly income goal is 10K, you know? I know 10K is like the buzz number for everybody. They want to hit that mm-hmm. that as their initial goal. But if you base it on, on you know, your responsibilities, what do you want to give? Well, how do you want to grow? And what do you want to gain? The number is more real to you. It's not just something that you just made up. And so after that, you just decide this number is non-negotiable. And then you work backwards into, okay, what was my highest performing content? Create more of that. And then you look at what, what sold the best the last six months, three months, whatever, analyze that. And then you determine like, okay, well, if you're a coach, like how many phone calls do I need to land per month? And then work, work backwards into your revenue generating um, activities. Gotcha. And that's how you help yourself reach your income goals. Super. I love it. I love it. Those are all great, great tips and guys to live by, you know, live by when you're in your business. It's not just mm-hmm. going to fall off the sky. There exactly. are some things that you need to do and planning and planning your business is probably the most important part of it to really sit down, set the foundation, know what you're working toward. And from there, do the work, do the work mm-hmm. and just receive the results, right? Exactly. And Sharice is the person to go to for help in that area, for sure. So Sharice, before I let you go, tell us what lights you up? I'm going to ask you what lights you up these days? Um, geeking out just a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of things that light me up. Two things in particular. Well, I would say, yeah. Anyway, let me just say it. I'll spit it out. Marvel. Like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Like, Spider-Man movies. (laughs) Morbius. um, Captain America. Captain Marvel. Doctor Strange. Have you noticed that they've been on TV this week? 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Because Marvel out. You are too. I'm huge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I loved Spider-Man. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I'm so looking forward to uh, the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. So that definitely like Doctor Strange was my favorite. He was on last night, actually. I was watching Doc. No, not last night. The night before last. With oh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Yes. And so oh, yeah. he's he's <laughs> great. The story behind it is what really captures me. Yes. Right. The spirit and the mind to create yeah. the power. And and if you realize he struggled with perfectionism too. I don't know if you realize that. He in was the like, movie? when he oh, when yes. remember and originally when his when his um when he had certain. the accident and he yeah and he mm-hmm. messed up his hands, he was like, Who am I now that I can't use my you know? Like he was like top of you know, cream of the crop. Like I kind of identify with all of that, mm-hmm. all of that part too. Um, so that's definitely like me. Yeah, they have been I've been all on Disney Plus watching all the little mini series, Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision, like all of those too. Um, and then the second thing, which caught me by surprise, but I've always wanted to do this, but like the pandemic really afforded me the time was like getting into gardening, like just being hmm. able to, I actually have a garden outside. I've grown like all my own fruits and veggies since 2020. Um, so that's been an amazing journey. And I've recently ventured out into bringing plants into the house because it's wintertime now. So I can't really do any gardening and they're not dead. And I'm really excited about that. And I just bought, like, I have like my dining room table faces like the sun. And so I get like tons of light. So right now, a quarter of my dining room table has plants on it (laughs) so that they can get light. Um, But the fact that they're still all alive is amazing so I have this really in Chicago and yes. negative 10 degree weather yes. <laughs> right so I have a beautiful poinsettia or poinsettia I don't know people say it different ways um I have a money tree I have an orchid I have I, mean, I don't know if you shop it to keep orchids alive more than a couple of weeks yeah I've managed this is well, we're going on three months right now so this is huge for me um, and then the other, what's the other plant? So I don't know if you shop at Trader Joe's, but as soon as you walk in the door, they always have those little cute succulent plants. Mm-hmm. They get me every time. I have like five of them. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're funny. all alive. But one of them I bought six months ago. That was the first one I started with. That I think is like a foot bit like long at this point. I was really? like, I thought this was a mini succulent. How is this thing getting big? And then I was like, you're doing your job. We have a special <laughs> guest. Yes, you have a special, special guest. That's yeah. right. I uh, always have killed plants. So I really didn't like doing indoor. I didn't want to garden because I thought if I kill plants indoors, there's no way I can garden. But the pandemic, like, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? You better find something. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll learn. Spend time YouTubing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, where can our listeners find you? So you can check out my website, which is www.thebizdoula.com. I love it. Love that name. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also the Biz Doula on Instagram, and okay. I'm also the Business Doula on Facebook. So you can reach me there. But where I hang out the most is definitely Instagram. Instagram. Not, All right. Yeah. Not Make a big Facebook person. Instagram, the Biz Doula, right? Yes, yes. All right. Well, Sharice, thank you so much for being on the Be Seen, Be Love podcast. I, it was such a pleasure. We had so much fun, I think. Yes, I definitely enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. Awesome. Thanks again.